Listen, if you don't touch oh, Chuck yeah. Taylor's dick, then this whole thing is for nothing. <laughs> Hold on, we gotta save shit like that for the show. Come on, man. Oh, wait, wait. I figure I'm recording right now. I'm giving you all of this free to splice in later. You're welcome. <laughs> I would love, I splice it into like a really inappropriate po- point. Like we're like having discussions of rape culture and Enzo Amore. And then it cuts <laughs> to, if you don't touch Chuck Taylor's dick. This is all for that. Yeah. Welcome to Fight Boys. The, uh, the, uh, I love it when Dylan The weekly the wrestling intro. podcast about professional wrestling and not so professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined by my tag team <laughs> partner in crime. Oh, he's just going. He is... The plattest man on earth. He is the bee, Blake Tanner. I would just like to say, Dylan, that after the entirety that we've been doing this podcast, I could still not replicate that introduction that Scotty does every week as perfectly as you just I did. I know, thank you. I do a really good job <laughs> he at it. It's... He hasn't changed it. He hasn't changed it at all. In, like, three months. Like, ever since you added the Plattest Man on Earth to Blake, that was the last edition. We have added nothing since, like, early November. Thanks for that, guys. This is the Dylan here. Kenny Omega, am I right? Yes! <laughs> it just shows how much attention and I and, and I am Scotty Moore. I own two pairs of real people pants and eight pairs of sweatpants <laughs> because fuck trying. What's bad is I did add to that. I did. It was seven, but for Valentine's Day, my girlfriend got me a pair of Bullet Club uh, sweatpants when we went to a Hot Topic. So <laughs> I felt bad. Good lord. No, in case you're wondering just how much, because I've had the same CM Punk wallet for roughly 10 years now. And it it yep. is broken and beaten down. And so for Valentine's Day, my girlfriend thought she'd be sweet and bought me like this very lovely leather trifold wallet. I took a look at it and was like, you know, I'm not going to use this, right? And she's like, why? I'm like, CM Punk, CM Punk. And then we went to uh, we went to Hot Topic and she's just like, fuck. Will you get this instead? And she bought me like this cheap little bullet club wallet instead. And I was like, I'll take that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Oh, can I have the expensive wallet then? I mean, if you need a new wallet, dude, we can give you. (laughs) This is our Valentine's gift to Blake. (laughs) That's the only Valentine's Day gift I'm going to get this year. Oh, Blake. Uh, so what about wrestling? So what about the gift rest- of a the gift of a drunken night and a sad hand job <laughs> from himself, yeah. as is tradition. Oh fuck it, I'm gonna go get the wine. All right. <laughs> and so, um, Blake the other day pointed out. I think Blake. Wait, did Blake actually go get wine? Probably. Oh, <laughs> well, bye, Blake. No, the other day Blake sent me the thing about Corey Graves and Booker T. And I have I've held off on reading this despite how much I've wanted to until this week's episode of Fight Boys. Because I am so intrigued by this story. So, okay. Booker was on... Oh, oh God. Booker T has a podcast, which now, guys, we thought we were the worst podcast. I think there's a two... There's two or three under us now with, with fucking Booker having one. Booker... 
Well, Booker's got one. Ryback's got one. I mean, we're climbing the we're charts cl- here. I l- Vince Russo has one. I mean... I yeah. like that we're well, not getting better. We're just better by comparison. I, yeah, I was about to say, this is how we climb the charts. Everybody else just makes worse shows. Yes. We just have... That thing is, they still make more money than Oh, us. of course they do. Oh, yeah. Because people want to listen to Booker T and Ryback go crazy. Um... Meanwhile, what the fuck do we do? I say as I... I don't even have any wine glasses downstairs. I just... I'm upending this bottle. I was fixed to say, after the comment about Scotty wears sweatpants, that classless fuck. Meanwhile, Blake went grabbed a bottle of wine and is just upending it. You want to know the best part? Yeah. It's Arbor Mint. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, best part? It's boxed wine. I'm having to do work for this one. Slap the bag. Slap the bag. Like, slap the bag. (laughs) So Booker T has, like... He's looking real jacked, baby. He's like, Booker T's looking real jacked, buddy. Um, But have you, like... I don't know what the fuck happened between him and Corey Graves, but I don't think Booker T is able to know... You know when you see a boxer on TV who's taking one too many shots to the head... That's Booker T, except he doesn't have that history of concussions. He's just crazy. That's kind of how I felt about Although, see, I still haven't ruled out that everything that happened here is a work. Yeah. But but my thing So the basic story. Yeah, I was fixing to say Booker does have the doesn't have the history of concussions. Corey Craves does though, which is the only thing making me think this is not a work. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, uh, Booker T. He just, if I got Corey Graves into a fisticuffs, that's not a term for fighting, Booker. Do but a okay, fisticuffs. I'd beat him down like he stole something. I'd be whooping his ass all day long. My thing is, I'm a nice guy unless you get on my bad side. Corey Graves wouldn't necessarily say he's on my bad side, but he's the reason I'm not on Monday Night Raw. I do like that he's not on my bad side, but I do want to murder him in cold blood. Uh, see, this is not the first weird interaction that they these two have had. Oh, wait, really? There, uh, I'm trying to find the video of it, but there was a time, like, it was one of the pre-shows or something. Uh-huh. And uh, Corey and Booker kind of got into it in a weird way. And then... um. It it was just a whole weird thing. It was like, if you know the story about how Booker T beat up Batista backstage because Batista didn't shake his hand, yeah, it was that kind of level of crazy that I saw in Booker T's eyes on this pre-show <laughs> when Corey Graves did something to annoy him. Well, with me, it's like, I don't know if Booker realizes that Corey is the heel commentator. Cause what it sounds what he do. I was fixing to say because what it sounds like is Booker is crazy on commentary, which apparently is not a character. Um, and so Corey Graves and they obviously will talk about it because you can't just be like, let's ignore the crazy guy. Corey Graves is gonna bring it up because that's what he does. Well, I don't know. They did a pretty good job of ignoring JBL and Jerry Lawler. <laughs> Jerry. But yeah, like, I just love that he, if I catch Corey Graves on the street, I'm going to do something to him. Ain't going to do it at the office or airport, but if I catch him on the street, you know that little bouffant hairdo he got? I'm going to rearrange it for him. 
And if you have seen Corey Graves' hair, Booker is going to have to do a lot of work to rearrange that because I'm fairly sure he does it with cement. Does not matter. Yes. There's not much hair to rearrange. There's not much um, hair to rearrange. <laughs> Wouldn't you love if he backs away and Corey Graves just has this giant mohawk now? He's like, yeah, now you look cool. I will say there is a, one comment that happened on Raw this week that made me think that this is more, that this is kind of a work. Yeah. Um, because, uh, Corey Graves, uh, said to coach, uh, sometime on Raw, uh, he said, uh, hey, you better watch your tongue or you'll be doing afternoon radio locally. Oh, shit. And this, of course, Booker T has a, an afternoon radio show that he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's, oh, was shit. That. Yeah. I thought you were going to say he looked at Coach and he's just like, you're the first black man I've done commentary with that I don't hate with a passion. I think that would have been a little bit much. I mean, well, I'm not saying he is having that Rusev, like his debut thing where Rusev took yeah. out like Mark Henry and Big E and all them in a row. You just keep putting Corey Graves with black guys on commentary <laughs> and Corey's going to keep getting kind of racist. Oh, Corey, what are we going to do with you? Well, what's... Uh, listen, you have him replace Michael Cole forever, and we're good. Yeah, but I don't... No, yeah, actually, Corey is the best commentator on that table right now. Sorry, Coach. He is the best commentator, but he's not a good play-by-play -play guy. Like, play-by-play... -play... That's not why we have him. That's why you have somebody like fucking Saxton. That's what Saxton is there for. Or Mauro Ranallo, if they had run Mauro, like, back down to NXT. and like which, you know, shut the fuck up. You tell me his commentary during the gargano Almas match wasn't the greatest thing oh, ever. Oh, it was. No, my favorite, er, earlier I was thinking about, like, JWF in the pay-per-views, and I was like, it'd be nice to include Dylan on commentary, and I was like, could we just have Dylan be this Mauro Ronaldo motherfucker who actually cares about it and pays attention to the match while me and Blake just be jackasses on commentary? <sighs> Pay attention to the match! If you want me to... Unless you want me to drive up to Alabama and whoop you with a stick, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it bad that my goal during doing commentary for JWF is to be that asshole? Yeah. Oh god. Uh, my voice is. What cracking. did your life I'm become? So sick. Like, but no, uh, like when I read the Booker T story, I was like, oh, that's funny, haha, -ha, Booker. He's so he's so goofy and crazy. You know, that's fine when it's over something like Corey Graves. It's less fine when he's talking about Enzo Amore in the rape case. Have you read- Okay, I just saw this headline and I have not read it yet. Okay, so uh, apparently one of the first things he says about accused rapist Enzo Amore is- and so Moray donated some sneakers for Hurricane Harvey relief right there to help some people out, and he was gracious about doing it. The kid's career was just taken off. We were written ready to go overseas. He's so excited. And then fucking, like, I don't think I have ever seen a bigger, like, I don't want to say, like, victim-accusing thing, but damn, Booker. These allegations come out on Enzo Amore. Rape allegations, very serious. We know a lot of people had rape allegations, like Tupac Shakur. 
<laughs> Mike Tyson, if you put yourself in a position for this type of thing to happen, it can happen. Just like with Mike Tyson, he was in a hotel room with a female, a young female that was in a beauty pageant. Fucking Booker! If you fucking rape somebody, it could happen, you don't know, like... This is the worst shit I think I've ever heard someone say in wrestling. And that's Yeah, Booker's not Booker's not coming back for a little while, okay? <laughs> yeah. Is. And that's coming from somebody who's, who who read about Missy Hyatt saying Paige deserved it. God, I'm going to say like the I think that we the we're or WWE, not us, are in a strong enough position commentary-wise that they don't have to bring him yeah. Or JBL, or Jerry Lawler back, and I love Lawler probably the best out of those three. So my thing is, he was accused of rape, and who does Booker compare Enzo Amore, shit cruiserweight champion, to? One of the greatest rappers of all time in Tupac, one of the greatest boxers of all time in Mike Tyson. He's like Enzo's probably on their level. <laughs> so it's probably close Muscle, to them. Muscles Marinara is on the same level as Mike Tyson. Like, you know, from like a speaking standpoint, they both sound like half mentally challenged. That's yeah. that's the same. Yeah. Uh, oh. oh, my God. My favorite was then he went in on the Mike Tyson cases and Tupac cases. Whatever happened in that hotel room, we'll never know. But what was claimed was Mike Tyson did something inappropriate and she filed charges and he ended up going to prison. And Tupac... He's in a club, the woman's on him, he's on her, you know what I mean? And she claimed he did something inappropriate, boom, Tupac went to jail. It ruined their lives. Okay. I'm pretty sure dying ruined Tupac's life more than that. I think Mike Tyson's doing pretty good for himself. Tyson's, personally, Mike Tyson mystery is amazing. And yeah, I agree with Dylan, I think a bullet is what ruined Tupac's life. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, it's just... It, None of this is, like, at all being like, hey, don't rape people. What Booker sounds like he's saying is, hey, don't get caught raping people. Like, don't get caught or don't put yourself in the situation. And, like, you gotta already be kind of not in a great place to be in the situation, quote-unquote. Mm -hmm. Quote-unquote. Yeah, quote-unquote. Uh-huh. I mean, it's... Quote-unquote. <laughs> Paraphrasing. Yeah, it's not like that's a position that you tried to get to through force and power. It's perfectly fine. Hold on, guys. I'm, I, need to, I need to devote the next couple of days of my life to getting into the shittiest life position possible. <laughs> Hold on. Hold Wait on. up for me. Uh, Guys, it gets darker. I didn't read this part earlier. Guys, don't put yourself in a position for something like that to happen to you. Which is essentially saying, don't rape people. And the thing is... There you go. And the thing... That's good. That's good advice. You shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, no. You should have stopped right there. You should have just stopped. Oh, it no, you I were, didn't. You were so didn't... far ahead, Booker. I was so proud of you. Booker did not say don't rape people. I added that. Uh, he just said, <laughs> don't put yourself in a position for something like that to happen. And then he went on. And the thing is... Don't think for one minute, minute the Booker T hasn't been in situations like this before myself. Man, that's... He just... He went way too far there. Been in situations where it could have been make or break to where if I made this choice as opposed to making that choice, I could be in the same position as Enzo Amore. 
So he was like, I could rape them or not, and I made the decision to not rape someone. Good work, Booker. Proud of you, Booker. I mean, okay. I am not going to hand you a fucking medal because you did the decent thing. Yeah. Um, so by the way, we should not be be praising people for not raping people. That's just utterly mind-bogglingly stupid. Yeah. Where's my trophy from all of my 26 consecutive years of not raping? Anyone? I have I have a exactly. long history of non-rape. I have I have statistically like 0% of the time raped anybody. It's fantastic. It's like when uh like deadbeat dads are like, "I feed my baby." Yeah, that's what you're fucking supposed to do. Supposed to. <laughs> you can't just be like, I that's... feed my baby. It's amazing. Yeah, that's not something that you can, like, you can use as kind of a point of something to have accomplished. That's what you should do anyway. Yeah. Which, by the way, you've heard the multiple paragraphs of shit that have come from Booker T in the recent few days. All that's come out of Corey Graves on the situation... Thus, the expert in battle moves the enemy and is not moved by him. Sun Tzu. Par- or, uh, parenthesis. Yes, this is what you think it is in parenthesis. Yep. And also that one shot at Booker on Raw. Oh, yeah, the one shot on Booker. Oh. Oh, man, I was trying to make it seem like Corey Graves was like this calm, decent guy and not the leader of every, like, punk band in the 80s. I'm sorry, have you seen Corey Graves? Have you seen Corey Graves' Hot Topic CEO? (laughs) Have you seen Corey Graves, the lead, if you ever wanted to cast a zombie Elvis movie? Oh. Listen, I I, I believe that 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 tweet translated is basically... I just waited for Booker T to just implode on himself. I didn't have to do anything and knew that from the yeah. beginning. Corey Graves. Didn't have to, didn't need to. Corey Graves, Rockabilly Dillard's employee. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Roasting Corey Graves is my, I love Corey Graves, but it is my favorite thing to do. <laughs> listen, listen. Oh. Just don't call him a hipster. He might spit out his craft beer. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. Guys, we, we've got to stop. We've got to stop insulting Corey Graves' tattoo enthusiast. Corey Graves' tattoo enthusiast. Corey Graves' owner of more custom blazers. Oh. Uh, do you know what kind of hair gel he uses to keep his hair that way? Because he's the only person keeping that hair gel company afloat. He's the only... It's actually that... You know, Have you ever been to the dollar store and saw that vat of gel? That's violently oversized and smells like pure alcohol. If you walk up, yeah. Corey Graves uses a whole gallon of that per day to keep that hair going up. And the best part is he doesn't buy it. He just opens a, a bottle in the store and just goops it on. Corey Graves, human slip and slide. He was spotted earlier today <laughs> slicking back his signature <laughs> do at the local Dollar Tree. <laughs> David David S. Pumpkins cosplayer Corey Graves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I think Dylan won that one. Dylan That's won it. that one. Yep. Oh man. Whew. So have you guys read about KO talking about when he beat the shit out of Vince McMahon? Cause it's amazing. Did he say it was like living his dream? 
No, no, no. It's even better than that. So, did, did wa- Vince McMahon call him a pussy and tell him not to hold back? Yes. Like apparently. <laughs> yep. uh, that was my second guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He goes, "I can't remember being worried about it. It was pretty crazy because we talked earlier in the day, and then I'm in the ring cutting a promo. His music hits, and it's Vince McMahon walking down the ramp." I'm thinking to myself, holy crap, it's a different animal than when you're in his office or seeing him in the back. And he goes, we... Oh, son, that's not Vince, M- Vince McMahon. That is Mr. McMahon. My favorite. He goes, we shake hands, we put the mics down, and off mic, he just started talking so much shit. If you can read his lips, I'm taking... I, Kevin Owens, man who has rubbed a, a ginger Mexican's blood on his face. If you can read his lips, I'm legitimately taken aback by it. He's using so many swear words cussing me out. The only person I'd ever hud-butted as hard as this was William Regal in NXT. Nobody could accuse me of taking it easy on the boss. I do like that the only other person that he's headbutt really hard is another old guy. Yeah, I just and apparently, I, I don't know if this read on TV, but apparently after the super kick, Vince like stood back up. He goes, he looks at me, and he has blood, and all this blood, he's seething and tries to come at me. And I'm like, God, that would have made the segment so much better if he just ran at KO, hit a big Luthez press, started punching them. Vince McMahon is a crazy motherfucker, guys. I don't know if we've covered this before. Vince McMahon is a very crazy motherfucker. Vince McMahon is trying to make the XFL work again. See, the only thing is that that it was like the only person I had but that hard was William Regal. You need to understand back before he became like part of the Shield, Regal had a feud with uh, with Dean Ambrose, in which he basically like the climax of it was that Dean Ambrose gave the knee trembler to William Regal stiff enough that people thought he had retired William Regal. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah, essentially Regal... almost kind of had, but like that was the kind of shit William Regal does. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So you need to That's understand. True. That's that most of his. They are both on a crazy old man level, except one is on like I'm a crazy old British like carny level, and then yeah. one of them is on on a legit like I am probably somewhere on the psychotic scale. Which, by the way, did you see where the XFL was fucking just dissing the Super Bowl the whole time the Super Bowl was running? Because that was amazing. I did not. Oh. I was actually watching the Super Bowl. Oh, I, I was yeah, as well. I was, Great game, by the very way. Very good game, but the whole time the XFL was tweeting out shit like, a pass is a pass. Or just like, all no rules, just right. Like, wait, I don't think, I think that might have been an Outback ad I saw. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> How about... How about one like, he took three fucking steps in the end zone. Of course it was a touchdown. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, that, the XFL went a little bit crazy. And speaking of crazy, ladies and gentlemen, isn't it crazy how we have merchandise? Yeah. But, of course, if you want a little bit of merchandise for the Fight Boys, merchandise. <laughs> get online and go to merch.alotapurebs.com. Click in the Fight Boys section. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, merch.alotapurebs.com is the only website where you can get your official JWF Superstar merch, Fight Boys merch. Let people know that you're a fight boy or fight girl for life. And, of course, you can get shirts for all your favorite JWF superstars like Blake Tanner, The Dylan, Canada Charlie has a shirt for I don't know what reason. Yep. 
I, earlier today, I was wearing uh, my Captain Tibbs shirt at the gym. The, oh, you mean the Captain Tibbs shirt that led us into, like, the biggest drunken giggling fit of all time? Because <laughs> that it was, it was my Christmas gift to Blake was the Captain Tibbs shirt, and we had went out to this place called Pies and Pints and both had, like, this giant uh, cider. We got back to the car, and, or got back to my car because we were going to another bar after that. Blake looks in my car and looks down, and all he sees is Tibbs' face staring up at him like, Hello, friend! How are you? Yeah, you were driving. I had a lot more to drink than you at that yeah, point. Yeah, and of course, if you want your Captain Tibbs shirt, to giggle at make sure to go to merch.aloadedpurebs.com which guys i feel like a quest is coming towards an end i feel like a, a, a an almost year-long quest is about to be over because we're at least going to be recognized by the senpai known as chuck taylor Dude, I am... <laughs> you mean he's finally going to notice us? He's finally... I still... I'm positive he has to have noticed us and been like, the fuck are these guys? So I can't wait till I walk up in the fight boy shirt and he just looks down at it and is like... Because, you know, it, like uh, he's going to be doing the meet and greet where you have to pay like 30 bucks to meet him and Trent. Firstly, I feel bad for Trent. Because Trent is just going to be watching and this Chuck is just like... Yeah, this guy, he tweets at me once every week at approximately midnight, and it's kind of the worst thing in my life right now. But, oh. and also he's getting a Dustwatch shirt. I got him like an XL. I'm like, I don't know. And if for he the comes out- For the last time, Chuck Taylor does not need an XL. Chuck Taylor is like, sm is smaller than me. I wear a large. At Sexy Chucky T. Yo, dog, pumped to meet you. I mean, if we're just going to get in it, we might as well. Pumped to meet you in hashtag R-O-H-A-T-L this Saturday. Also, settle a bet for me. Do you wear a large or an extra large? Condom. <laughs> hashtag Magnum. <laughs> hashtag dustwatch 2018 hashtag uh new tag champ yep. Hash is this going to be the final dust watch it's gonna depend on what happens when i meet him really because if i meet him and it's like the usual you have because like a lot of the well i guess for like the young bucks you have to rush through but a lot of the guys you can spend a little bit more time with if this is one I get rushed through and I don't even get to talk to him, I'm going to cry. Because I'm like, I bought you a shirt that I made for you. Hashtag please follow us. Hashtag uh, shirt boys. Hashtag. <laughs> like it's just going to be 50 hashtags in a row. This is why he hates us. Hashtag 205 live. Yep. Hashtag sexy Chucky me. No, I think I'm just going to end with hashtag 205 live, and I don't know why. So, um, the dust watch is, yo dog, pumped to meet you in at R-O-H-A-T-L this Saturday. Also, settle a bet for me, do you wear a large or an extra large? We don't know. I think you're thick. But my- Two C's. 
No! Okay, fine. I think you're thick with two Zs, but my co-host disagrees. Hashtag Magnum. Hashtag Dustwatch2018. And I might as well... We haven't thrown in a link to the shirt, so I think we might as well put a link to the shirt. Which still says 2017, by the way. I, I think we need to... It. Huh? I thought you changed it. No, that fucking takes way too much work. So you're going to get him a shirt that says 2017 on it. Yes! Oh my god, we have gone past the uh, the Twitter limit. Twitter has extended to 280 characters, and we've gone past that. Best dust. Good job, boys. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely, this needs to be the penultimate dust watch. As I just like walk up to him, like, yep. "Hello, friend." I I can't I, wait, and I can't wait until he's just like, "Bro, this is the wrong year," and then and then he's like, "Yeah, I'll wear that." Turns to the trend. I'm, I'm not gonna wear it. <laughs> and then like <laughs> like puts it on the like gives you like a thumbs up like condescendingly like, and like like gets you to move along. Do you and, like, know, hey, buddy, wipes his ass real, with it, I'm and then we never hear from him again. On the fridge. I would, not- I would like you to, I would like you to know. I met people in Ring of Honor, and they seem to like me. And I feel like you're undoing all the goodwill that I, I've brought. I just want to say, if he, if he comes out like him and Trent have a match later, and he comes out in a dust white shirt, I'm gonna have a stroke right there, right then, and there will be no more fight boys. I'll be like, wow, the end of Dust Watch was the end of Fight Boys. <laughs> What do we do Listen, about JWF? If you had had one that said Dustwatch 2018, he probably would have worn it. But you're getting him one that says 2017, and it's 2018. No, I think what I'm going to do is pull the Kevin Owens, like, duct tape move and put duct tape over the seven and write in an eight. All right. Perfect. Tell me, tell me how this goes for you. I need, I need on, I need day of, like, like, messages letting me know uh-huh. how this is going. Including a lengthy video of me meeting him and the awkwardness that it carries with it. No, I don't need that. Oh, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it because I, I, I like don't enjoy cringe vines. So you could just not do that. No, I, I, it, I'm definitely gonna report back on news from Dustwatch Live next week on next week's episode of Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen. Um, in other news, I definitely called it, which is um. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Uh, one of the articles I pulled up, apparently Miz has his own show coming up called Miz and Mrs., and I'm kind of weirded out by that. Anyways, yep. um, Cody versus Kenny Omega. I called that shit, like, months ago. Hold on, guys. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. SmackDown did unveil its first top ten superstars list today. Yeah. And the only one that matters is number 10. And <laughs> that's how Ty Dillinger is 10? Yes. Yeah. I want to know how Naomi is, like, fourth above the Four? Usos, who are tag champions, the U.S. champion, yeah. like, the actual women's champion. Really done much since she returned. Yeah, no, she... I mean, she won the title, then that was it, really. Yep. Um, although there is a fun new thing that's going around where you... Picture AJ Styles in a normal everyday situation, and then you just end it with, uh, "Am I gonna beat you at WrestleMania?" Oh, oh God! Because that's all that Shinsuke Nakamura has said for the last two weeks. I'm gonna beat you at WrestleMania. 
I would love if he kept doing it. Like, that's the only promo he cuts is, I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania. I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania. And then, of course, at WrestleMania, he loses to AJ Styles in eight seconds. Um, a new record. In a, in a brand new record. Um, But, yeah, Cody... Ver- I feel so... Like, how is it? That I started to talk about New Japan and Ring of Honor stuff, and then the other two took it away to WWE. How am I the one that has to be like, hey, Kenny Omega, guys, am I right? All right, that's, and this is the match that like we've been interested in building up for a little while now. Yeah, yeah. Well, because every time they do the thing on being the elite where uh, Matt or Nick has the like, look into the future, and they're like, the match they never thought was gonna happen. I was just sitting there like, this is definitely Kenny versus Omega, or uh, Kenny versus Cody, right? There's there's no mm-hmm. way it could be anything else. I mean, I mean, you you could be like me and being like, did they actually get Daniel Bryan to agree to this shit? <laughs> oh, yes. Um, in other new, in other Bullet Club news, apparently also they're gonna have the Bullet Club taking on IHOP, with fucking Cracker Barrel in their corner, because in what is I like the, how you're the, I like how you're like you're 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 skimping over what is possibly the most looked forward to match in Wrestle all of WrestleMania weekend. Like I don't you think need to, it, you need to understand ROH has set a record attendance for that event in April. They've sold more tickets than they ever had, more than the show that you and I saw, which almost filled that entire like small arena in in Lakeland. It's yeah fucking february they have two more months to sell that event they'll likely sell that event out then after that event the elite are going to have the all-in event so you know that this one's not going to be the blow-off they're going to save that for the all-in event in whichever city that is that's probably actually going to sell ten thousand tickets like it's absurd it's absurd well, Dylan, Dylan, you're saying this but i feel like you're not focusing on the important part of all of this which is the fact that the young bucks have a biscuit hat now. <laughs> I like how you you messaged our group about that. You're like, I don't understand anything. The the young bucks have have partnered with uh, with Cracker Barrel. I don't understand anymore. And I was like, it's very simple. Step one, be the young bucks. Step two, do anything. Step three, profit. That's it. <laughs> right. They could take a shit on a yep. bus. That bus's stock. That bus company's stock would go up. You need I to understand. Lo- I love the well, You'd have- like. Indie wrestling and Hot Topic kind of goes together because Hot Topic is allegedly the counterculture place. So you could be like, oh, yeah, this is like the counterculture wrestling here with uh, everything else. It's fine. Fucking biscuits at the Cracker Barrel is not counterculture. They have been they have been repping IHOP for over a year now. No, Cracker Barrel for over a year now. They they repped Cracker Barrel since before they repped TGI Fridays as their favorite Japanese restaurant. (laughs) These these are the boys that have put breakfast food on the map. I just love the hat so much because it's just two biscuits with fucking doing the Young Bucks pose and it just says Biscuit Party. And I love the design because if you don't know about the Young Bucks, you've got no idea why these biscuits have arms. You don't know why Matt and Nick Biscuit are here. Just posing away, getting ready to hit Super someone. Super Biscuit Party! <laughs> <laughs> Do you... Do you think that Cracker Barrel now does stock Biscuit Party hats? Yes! 
in their country stores. Yes, I don't know if, if you, it's all of them. And they also give them to old people who are having birthday parties. Yeah. Yeah, just, there's, there's some 65-year-old, like, lady who's just like, oh, biscuit parties, hooray. Like, you know, you know that's happening. <laughs> Don't biscuit even party, it. hooray. Um, no, I, I think, I don't know if they made it as an exclusive, because they did, like, a, um, they did, like, because it was California's first Cracker Barrel, and they brought the Young Bucks to it as, like, special guests of honor. And that's why they did it. I don't know if they have it at every store because apparently the opening of the store was called the Biscuit Party. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We are at oh. the Biscuit Party. I'm trying to see. Yeah, they are saying nothing about. Oh wait, here we go. Uh, the owner welcomed Cracker Barrel super fans and pro wrestlers Matt and Nick Jackson, known as the Young Bucks. They uh, partnered with Cracker Bell to create a special limited edition biscuit party cap that were handed out to guests. It's just weird hearing normal people talk about indie wrestling because they're just like, they called the Young Bucks, they called the Young Bucks Cracker Barrel super fans before they were like also pro wrestlers. You need to understand. Mm-hmm. You need to understand. The Young Bucks are no longer indie wrestling. ROH isn't that indie. Like, they have an actual full-blown... They have Sinclair Broadcasting behind them. They're not indie. They're just smaller. They're in New Japan, which is literally the biggest company in an entire country. Like, they're they're not indie wrestling. They're just, like, American wrestling. Oh, wait. And, they did finally sign. Because I was going to use the argument of, like, well, they're not technically signed anywhere. No, they've been so signed to indie, Ring of Honor yeah, for, they... like, three years. I thought they signed mm. for the first time, like, la- okay, yeah, whatever. No, that was, that was Cody. Cody <laughs> won the ROH championship and, like, signed after a year being a free agent. Yeah, yeah. the thing is... Uh, but the important question, they, guys, they... can we get the Biscuit Party shirt at our local Cracker Barrel? Well, it's That's... not a shirt, it's a hat, so no. <laughs> um, okay, then that means that we have to make our own breakfast bread item... Party shirt. Okay, so the B and the S in biscuit are gonna be capitalized. <laughs> it's gonna say a load of BS quits. All right, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm quitting now. This was it. Thank you. <laughs> Been a good run. <laughs> On this professional wrestling podcast, I did almost just ask the question: What would Dylan be as a breakfast food? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> what Dylan. Dylan's Dylan's gonna be at home questioning knowing you as a life decision. Oh. Lego. That means that Dylan is black coffee. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's what it is. It's gotta be uh, Dylan as black coffee, me as like milk, and then you as like two lumps of sugar, Blake. I don't know what the shirt, what the hat would say. I just know that's what we're gonna start with here. And also, for some reason, the coffee is um, gigantic compared to us. Um, also, I want to be bacon, because then you could call me Blaken. Oh, shit, that's really good. Blaken and oh, Skeggs. Skeggs. Oh, God, Skeggs. Oh, God, I'm done now. Skeggs I'm... might, Skeggs <laughs> might feel, be the I worst thing. I feel my thing. soul leaving my body. Goodbye, world. <laughs> Skeggs might be uh, the worst thing that they're gonna that you're gonna hear on this podcast today. Well, other than oh, sorry, oh. sorry guys. 
Yeah, you thought Dylan was quitting before. <laughs> well, I don't know why you would have him. Feed me biscuits. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talking Back, the weekly conversation with the big guy response podcast within a podcast. I'm your host. I'm the little but weekly. I am the little guy, Scotty Moore. And guys, this week it's um, I, I uh, I know we we try to be Ryback positive on this show. We try to make sure that people understand how powerful Ryback. <laughs> Dylan just sent to our group chat. I don't make idle threats, and I'm fairly sure he is. Yes, he has left the video call. <laughs> yep. But Blake, I know, I I know we try to be Ryback positive, but I don't think we can, man. Because Ryback has come out this week, and the truth has come out. And I have never been Ryback positive. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I took the test, man. I was Ryback positive. <laughs> but uh, Ryback, he was talking. You should get yourself tested. Ryback was talking about the Miz, and which this is how I learned about Miz and Misses, which is a great title for a show if the Miz is involved. Um. Mm -hmm. But Ryback, while talking about the Miz, unwillingly did an did a guilt. He did a guilt of talking about his crimes, and oh, it's boy. shocking, Blake. It's something I never thought I would hear come out of the big guy's mouth. Now I'm certain that this is all a misunderstanding. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> I'm very happy for the Miz. I'm going to go out and make a very bold statement. I think for Noah and Miz, I believe he is one of the best natural wrestlers of our time. By natural, I mean that he has never done performance-enhancing drugs. I like that he's like, not natural like a Benoit or a Chris Jericho where you just have it naturally in you. I just mean he's never done steroids. But then Ryback goes on to say something shocking, Blake. Something shocking about performance-enhancing drugs. Oh, please, please tell me. While I tell Dylan that you're not finished yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm not through with you you're yet! Back. Ryback it, goes on. Oh, this, Ryback oh, goes on this to say. Is, oh, okay, no, we're still, okay, never mind. I did perform. <laughs> I did performance-enhancing drugs in my early 20s. Like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it, I didn't think... I thought he was an all-natural big guy. I know, right? How could you? But look at those veins. They they had to be natty. Those are natty veins he's got. Oh, God. I haven't done them in forever, but I think Miz is not the best at anything. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't read this part. I just read that Ryback said he did steroids, and I was like, that's funny. We can do something with that. But... I haven't done him in forever, but I think Miz isn't the best at anything. He's really consistent, though. He's great on the mic, but I wouldn't even say he's the best on the mic, but he's great at doing him. Damn, Ryback! This went from a goof on you fucking definitely doing steroids to a goof on you delivering the most backhanded compliment of all time. You know, I think that Ryback really, like, with his detest for just about everyone nowadays, ever since he left WWE, he's become a real misanthrope. Oh, fucking damn it, Blake, no. 
Now you, I've never had to be the one to pull the plug on a Ryback segment, but now you're making me have to do it. You're making me have to be the one to pull the plug, ladies and gentlemen. Which leads me to talk about... Oh, fuck. Hold on. What's the name of our... Oh, Patreon. That's right. Which leads me to talk about Patreon.com slash Fightboys. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash Fightboys is the only website where you can go to support these good Fightboys right here, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, we do have perks on the Patreon for you, ladies and gentlemen, all relating to that amazing, fantastic, the greatest professional wrestling organization in the world in Birmingham, Alabama. It is the JWF for just $1 a month, ladies and gentlemen. $1. We will bring you into the JWF. We'll say your name, give you a character, and promptly job you out in roughly about five seconds. You're going to lose to the likes of Canada Charlie or maybe Blake Tanner. Who knows, but we do know you're going to lose. But, of course, if you want more than that, if you want to be a JWF mid-carder, just donate $5. $5 like my father, Scott Moraz, like Guy Fieri, like all your favorite JWF mid-carders. But if you want to go all the way, if you want to be a champion, if you want that gold around your waist, then, ladies and gentlemen, $30 is all it takes over at patreon.com slash fightboys. And we don't know how, we don't know when, we don't know in what way, but we will make you a champion. Which, Blake, means it's... Well, by the way, I will just want to say to everybody, if you don't sign up for Patreon right now, it will be a real missed opportunity. No! no. Alright, that's my third one, I'm done. <laughs> Rule of threes, baby, rule of threes. <laughs> Remember, comedy comes in threes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Dylan, you missed the other two Miz puns. So. Yeah, no, I didn't. No, no, because Ryback was there, so I missed nothing. <laughs> Have fun That's editing true. all that it silence, is... jackass. Yeah. It is just a gaping hole in time <laughs> that we don't know what happened. Yeah. Oh, no, I know exactly what happened. <laughs> I, walked, not... just... I walked away. <laughs> I'm a man of principle. No. Dylan took his ball and went home. That bastard. I know. I love the concept that, like, the whole out. Somehow Dylan edits the podcast himself to where you just hear me be like, hey, guys. Duh, duh, duh. And you just hear this, like, vacuous black hole for five minutes, and then it cuts back. Patreon.com slash fight, boys. What the fuck did he do? I don't know. But, guys, that does mean it's now time. Now time to turn the show over to everybody's favorite commentary team. They're better than Michael Cole. They're very better than Corey Graves. They're definitely better than Booker T. It's everybody's favorite commentator, Silver Spoon, and the owner of the JWF, Captain Tibbs. Let's go over. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to everybody's favorite professional wrestling organization in the world in Birmingham, Alabama. It is time for JWF. Monday Night War. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by my uh, by my best by my best friend, man who I've known for years and I just care so much about. It's Captain Tibbs. Oh, how you doing, Sills? I brought the biscuits. All right, it's a biscuit party here at the JWF, and of course, Tibbs. Let me tell you something. It's been a hell of a few weeks in the JWF. We've of course had the Regal Rumble pay per view, and last week. We had some. We had an amazing uh, declaration from you of the expiration date pay-per-view. We found out, of course, there is going to be an expiration chamber match, and we already know two of the participants. We know that uh, Blake Tanner is going to be in the match, our champion, and, of course, the Dylan, the man Blake fought for the title at the Regal Rumble pay-per-view. I think that's absolutely amazing, and I, I've heard you actually have a plan that there's going to be another qualifying match tonight, if I'm correct. Oh, you know it. 
Tibbs has always got a plan. That's right, Tibbs. But of course, last week there was also a, uh, I'd say a vicious betrayal. I'd say probably something I didn't expect to see in a long, long time. I never expected to see it, especially out of a man like Scotty Moore. Because, I, I mean, Tibbs, you saw it. You watched it live as Scotty Moore took his tag team partner, his own father, Scott Moore, super kicking him in the face, sending him through the window of the rusty spoon, the glass breaking over Scott Moore's body. It was an absolutely vicious attack from his former tag team partner. I mean, Tibbs, how did you react to that? Well, Tibbs didn't have a plan for that. <laughs> I'll say that, but of course... Scotty Moore, he's been a man who's, we've seen the paparazzi go after him. We've seen people asking him all week, why? Why did he do what he did? And Scotty Moore's in our ring right now, and I think he's got an answer for us. So, I've learned a lot in these past few weeks. Between losing my title to winning the Regal Rumble, I've come to a lot of realizations, a lot of epiphanies, if you will. You see, I learned to stop trusting my emotions. Because many months ago, my father looked up at me on his hospital bed and he told me how much he hated the fact that he never won championship gold in the JWF. So I took it upon myself to sacrifice my opportunity for the JWF title just to go and get my dad the belt that he's wanted his whole life. I sacrificed just to get him that belt. You know what's up? Here's something a little behind the scenes, something you guys don't know about. The day I was set to debut in the JWF, I was going to go against Momoa Curry in the main event. I was going to debut against the champion, and I'll be damned if I wasn't going to win. But earlier in that day, this hot young rookie came up to me, and he knew he had to debut. He had to debut against this monster of a man, this vicious, vicious guy known as the Dylan, and he was afraid. He was afraid to go out there alone, so I, I went to Captain Tibbs and I said, put me with him. You may know that man by the name Blake Tan. I sacrificed my main event opportunity for him. I've sacrificed my main event opportunities for my father. I've sacrificed everything, and I've gotten nothing for it. You see, my emotions have stopped me from getting the title that I deserve. I've tried so hard to convince myself that I was a tag team wrestler, that I was a part of a team, that this entire company, we're a family. But I've gotten tired, guys. I've gotten tired of pretending that I'm something I'm not. I'm tired of, pre I'm tired of pretending to care about these tag team partners that are only riding my coattails to victory, abusing me as some sick jumping off point. I'm tired of pretending that I'm not the only damn reason that this company still exists. Because it isn't Captain Tibbs keeping it afloat, and it definitely isn't Blake Tanner keeping it afloat. No, it's me because I'm the one who actually puts in the work. I'm the one who wakes up every day and doesn't stop until my head hits that pillow. I'm the one who does the interviews. I'm the one who gets the word out. And how am I rewarded for that? I'm not. Instead of giving me a real shot at the JWF title, Captain Tibbs gives title shots to men, to men like Canada Charlie. 
And instead of giving me what I deserve, he put distractions in my way. Distractions like the Dylan, distractions like my father. But I'm done with those distractions. I'm done with pretending that I deserve anything less than the JWF title. Which is why I did what I had to do. I kicked my father quite literally to the curb and won the Regal Rumble. I earned my shot. I didn't have to have it given to me. I didn't beg for it. No, I earned it like a man. Because that's what I do. I work, I sweat, I bleed, and I take what I deserve. And I'm through pretending that I don't deserve this entire fucking world. Well, Tibbs, some powerful words coming from Scotty Moore right now. I don't, seems like Scotty Moore, something's gone off in his head. He seems unappreciative of everything he's been given. I mean, he's been given title shots for the tag titles. He's held gold multiple times. I don't know why he doesn't seem more appreciative. What do you think? Well, I'll tell you, there's something about that. There's something about that JWF World Championship that kind of drives men, drives men sometimes to their breaking point. And I, I, I think that not having the opportunity to find and fight for that championship has kind of driven a wedge into Scotty Moore, as can be seen. That's right, Tibbs. And of course, I, I'd have to say that started back at the Regal Rumble pay-per-view when Scotty Moore lost his JWF World Tag Team titles to the men known as the Brunch Boys. And of course, Scotty Moore, Scotty Moore wasn't the man to take that fall. It was Scott Moore. Of course, we remember that match, Scotty Moore doing everything he could to save his father, but it was all for naught, leading to the Brunch Boys becoming our new JWF Tag Team Champions. And Tibbs, let me tell you something. Last week, we saw a vicious attack on those tag champions by the men known as the Rat Sension, Rat Boy Connor and his tag team, Victor. They went backstage and they took out Guy Fieri. They took out Brunch Boy Baron Corbin. And wait, I'm actually getting news right now backstage that the Rat Sension are going after, going after Guy Fieri one more time. Let's see what's happening. Hey, Guy! Guy, wait up! Look, what do you want, Connor? Look, man, we ain't here to fight. We ain't here to start nothing, are we, Victor? Nah. We just here to tell you about a little rumor we heard backstage. A little rumor about the expiration date pay-per-view. A rumor that we think you want to hear. Guys, I don't have time for rumors. I gotta get back to training with Baron. Well, that's what we want to warn you about. Captain Tibbs, Captain Tibbs gave us a little sneak preview of the matches for the pay-per-view. And it seems that the Brunch Boys are gonna be opening the show. Mmm, let me guess. Facing you for the tag titles? Oh, no man, no. We wouldn't want nothing like that. We don't care about tag titles or championship gold, do we, Victor? Nah, totally not. Not at all. But what we do care about is making sure you're watching your own back. Because at expiration date, it's gonna be the Brunch Boys facing each other for a chance to enter the expiration chamber. Show them, Victor! It is. Right at the bottom. Right there. There. Fine print. There it is. So why are you worried? Look, we know you trust Baron. We know you care about Baron. But we've known Baron for a lot longer than you have. And with that chance of getting championship gold, who knows what he's going to do? 
He could attack you from behind at your weakest moment. He could learn all of your weaknesses and turn them against you. He's still a lone wolf, no matter what that boy says. Right, Victor? Yeah. Woo. That's a wolf noise. Exactly. So, come on. You gotta listen to us, man. You gotta understand what's going on. Alright. Hey, 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 hey. Rat sentient. What the hell are you doing with my book and pamphlets? Those are for Tibbs' eyes only. Give, give it here. Give it, give it, give it. Hey, hey, come on, man. We just figured we'd better let God know what you're doing to him. Trying to break up the brunch, boys. I mean, first you did it to eye to eye, and now you're doing it with Baron and God. Break up the brunch, boys? Are you kidding me? And the only decent tag team I got left. You honestly think that one little match is enough to break up a tag team? Believe me, boys. I've been in this business for a long time. I've seen the worst tag teams go through a lot harder times and still come out strong. By the way, that reminds me. Speaking of some of the worst tag teams I've ever seen in my life, you two boys have got a match tonight. Oh, really? Oh, that's amazing. So wait, you gonna put us in a match for the tag titles? We gonna go for the number one? <laughs> no. No, it's against each other. What? Because you both are facing each other for a chance to enter the expiration chamber. Good luck with that, boys. Try not to break up, though. It'd be a shame to lose my third best tag team. Tibbs out. Well, Tibbs, that was some amazing laying down of the law and also astounding how quickly you could run from the announce booth all the way down there and then all the way back. <laughs> Yeah, it's a <laughs> skill that I... <laughs> a little bit tired. Don't worry, I'll take it out. But, I mean, Tibbs, that's an amazing announcement. First, we find out, uh, apparently, at the expiration date pay-per-view, we're going to watch a little implosion of the tag team champions as Guy Fieri takes on Baron Corbin. That's going to be an absolutely amazing match. But, of course, we're going to have to first start with this match, a match where the Rat Sentient are gonna face each other. Rat Boy Connor taking on his tag team partner, Victor. And this match, let me tell you something, it's not starting off well. It looks like Connor's just screaming at Victor, pointing to the ground, trying to get Victor to lay down. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if he's just trying to get, get that easy pin in the beginning, but looks like Victor's actually falling in line, laying down on the ground. This is an odd scene, I'll tell you that, Tibbs. This is not what I expected. That's right. Fucking son of a bitch. Goddamn it, I'm mad. Okay, it looks like the Connor's just yelling at the referee to count the pin. Going for wait. Wait! Oh my god, Victor grabbing Connor, rolling up with a schoolboy. Ref going for the pin. One, two, oh, and Connor kicks out at two. And he does not look happy staring at Victor. I don't think he ex I would have fired that motherfucker if he'd taken that loss. That's right, I, I think. I don't think he was expecting a fight from Victor. Looks like Connor going for a big punch on his tag partner, but Victor blocking, driving his knee into the bread basket of Connor, bouncing off the ropes, hitting a big hurricane rana, sending Connor against the ring. I don't think anybody expect for this man to have such movement to him. Meanwhile, Rat Boy standing, looking shocked. And oh, look at that. Victor look like he's pointing to the ground, asking Connor to lay down. Oh, I'll tell you something, that's a little bit turnabout is fair play right there, Tibbs. 
but wait, ooh, Connor rushing Victor into the corner, just sending his shoulder into the waist of Victor. I mean, let me tell you something. If you take out that core, you take out the core of Victor, that's going to prevent a lot more of that high flying later in the match. What do you think? High flying, high polluting. You don't have core strength. You got a hernia, and it'll mess it all up. That's right. Meanwhile, it looks like Connor pushing Victor up onto the top turnbuckles. Climbing, looks like he's going for a suplex. Oh, but wait, Victor fighting out, sending punches raining into that abdomen of Connor, shooting him to the ground, and oh my God! Victor jumping off in the air, looking like a beautiful dude missile, sending a double foot stomp straight into the chest of Connor. It looks like Victor backing up into the corner, making it to the opposite turnbuckle, setting up for something big. I don't know, I don't think we've ever seen something like this from Victor, but oh! Running and hitting Connor with a big flying knee. Let me tell you something, that's definitely gonna rock the Rat Boy, setting him to the ground. Victor going for that pin. One, two, three. And ladies and gentlemen, it looks like we know who's going to be joining the Dylan and Blake Tanner in the expiration chamber match. And that man is Victor of the Rat Sension. An absolutely amazing match here. And it looks like he's staring up, pointing at that Russell Palooza sign, but wait! Oh, Connor grabbing him from behind, staring down his tag team partner. I mean, Tibbs, could this be it? Could this be the end of the rat sension? Maybe. Come on, do it. All right, and it looks like Connor's actually grabbed his hand, holding it up in a fist. I think he may be about to punch, but. Oh, wait! Looks like he's extending the fist, asking for a fist bump. And Victor delivers a fist bump right back to his tag team partner. Both of them nodding at each other. Meanwhile, it looks like Connor just telling them, you better win it. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, I thought that might have been the end of the rat sension. With all these tag teams breaking up, I'd hate to lose another one. What do you think, Tibbs? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Well, Tibbs, that's absolutely amazing. And what's going to be amazing, of course, is next week where we have more matches for the expiration date pay-per-view. I mean, who knows who's going to be joining these three men in that match. Of course, we also need to see what's going on with Scotty Moore in these next weeks. Who knows? Does Scott Moore maybe go in for some retaliation on his son? Who knows what's going to be coming up next? And, of course, Tibbs, we got to see what's going to happen between the Brunch Boys. Who knows? We saw what the Regal Rumble did to eye to eye, drove that wedge between them. Maybe this match you've made will drive a wedge between the Brunch Boys, but in order to find out, you're going to have to tune in next time on JWF Monday Night War. So, good episode overall. Uh, what did you think, Blake? Yeah, I thought it was good. <laughs> so, Dylan, what did you learn this week? I, I learned I will walk away from this if you don't drop the Ryback shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know one day we're going to do a live show and he will come out and the, it will be... And then I, I will promptly drop my mic and just be like, fuck this, and just walk off the stage. No. There will be no hesitation. It will be instantaneous, like, like domino effect. One will happen and then the other with no, like, no downtime. No, it sucks because Dylan is like thing. a giant, but I love the <laughs> idea of Ryback coming out. Dylan feels a hand on his shoulder. He turns around, and then they fucking face off like Undertaker and Brock Lesnar just staring down at each other. The whole crowd goes, let them fight. Let them fight. And then there's just me looking at him and being like, fuck you, Roydy Magoo, and then I just walk <laughs> away.
<laughs> oh, so Blake, what did you learn this week? Uh, I learned that for my grandfather's uh, 70th birthday party, I'm going to take him to the uh, Biscuit Party Central, the Cracker You're Barrel. Take him to that Biscuit Party. And I learned that every every uh, funny Booker T story has a dark dark lining where he's a rape apologist. Uh, so Dylan Woo. can be found on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. Blake, where can they find you? Find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me the same on Instagram and as well as on the Darkroom Vidya. That's Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A on YouTube. That's right. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Make sure to buy all my books on Amazon. There's Queasel Corp. It's sequel, Queasel Corp Risen, BS versus the Gods. And, of course, coming out soon will be Queasel Corp uh, Revelations, the third and final chapter in the Queasel Corp saga. I'm really excited about it. It should be out at the end of April. Really excited for you guys to read it. Uh, make sure if you guys are watching on YouTube or listening on iTunes, however you're enjoying your fight, boys, today, make sure to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. Every single little bit of feedback helps from you guys. Um, of course, make sure to pick up all of your great BS uh, BS merch over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com and check out all the other BS programs at aloadofpurebs.com. We have this show. We have Opposite Attractions, the show where me and my buddy Jim Murphy, we try to design our own theme park. And, of course, a load of BS where basically if you enjoy the parts of this show where me and Blake stop paying attention and just go off, that's what a load of BS is for, ladies and gentlemen. That's the flagship show. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at a load of pure BS.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Find us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show, Chuck Taylor. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. <laughs>